Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. This is Christy. And this is Chuck. And this is the Robinette's Nest. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks so much for some of you for joining us. <laughs> and some of you, maybe not so much. You might be listening, but you're not really knowing why you're listening. Mm-hmm. We've had another kind of crazy week. We had... It's so complicated. It's like middle school. Pretty much so. And I kind of wanted to just briefly talk about it. And then we'll move on. Okay. Because I don't like dealing with negative stuff right right that's pretty negative it's it is so with the last year we've had a lot of hate from another podcast or listeners from another podcast we've had hate from fans of another author yes and i don't understand how hate for us makes everything okay Right. It confuses me because I truly try to be all love and light. Yeah, you, you do. do too. Well, to a certain extent, I think the older you get, at least for me, the older I got, uh, I guess the more mellow I've gotten. If you want to look you at have. it that way, and you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar, and you know you're always taught if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So it's just easier being that way and taking the high road. So we started to get this influx of low ratings right. or low reviews on our podcast, on podcast, which I didn't really think anything of it until I got an email that said our reviews are so low that we're kind of going on this probation and we have 30 days to raise the reviews and we can move it to a different format and we could do all of that. But honestly, we don't get paid for this. No. We don't get anything for this. <laughs> We get nothing, zero, nada. We just spend 30 minutes a week of like talking to one another. And if someone listens. Talking to you too, you're right. Yeah. If you listen. Great. Thank you, yeah. If you don't like us, then there's tons of other podcasts. I guess so. So I I just kind of wanted to read what I wrote on my social media. Okay. And I wrote, hurt people, hurt people. Do you believe that? Pretty much so. I mean, I've always felt that if someone's miserable, they want everyone around them to be miserable. That makes sense. Yeah, it's a vibrational thing, like attracts like. Right, like attracts like. So people who choose to hurt others are the broken souls of the world who are deeply hurting themselves. I often find myself wondering what happened to the person that made them so miserable. And then I realize that haters don't need a reason to hate. They'll hate without a reason. They'll find faults within everything and anything. And the hardest people to love are the ones who need our love the most. So feel free to send any haters that come your way some love, but don't let them steal your light. There will always be somebody who doesn't like you for some reason. There will always be somebody who you're too much or you're not enough or you're too much or you're not enough. It's it. There's there's that ebb and flow with it, right? And that's why, like, we've dated people, and <laughs> you know, we don't vibe, right? You do that, or you we know. friend people, and we don't stay friends because we grow apart, right? 
So to the haters that are listening, I send you love. I'm sorry that you've got all this time on your hand to send so much hate, but I, I guess I hope you find something in find this podcast some hap- and find happiness somewhere somehow. Yeah, I, I mean that that's it. You can, like you said, you can pee on someone's, <laughs> you know, Wheaties or Cheerios or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what, what good is that doing well, what, you? I, yeah, I don't understand it. Did you play these games in like middle school, high school? Pretty much so. You know, when I, again, when I was a kid, I was an only child, and I was kind of a a husky lad, so people thought I was an easy target, and they tried to make fun of me in that, but I was also at that time like the king of put-downs, so they tried to put me down, and I had something back to give to them, and everyone just kind of shut up about it. You so. don't do, like I... Oh, no, not... I mean, you're quick. You're yeah, quick with your wit. I've got a quick wit, but... But it's not mean. No, I, I and you know what? I've, I've been with friends and buddies and like in old jobs and that, and we were mean, kidding around with people and that. And I've heard a lot of people's feelings with that. But I was always the first to apologize and say, look, you know, I was a jerk. I'm sorry. You know, that was not my intention. And But my friends were never like that. They would never apologize. But, yeah, it, it I, what's the sense of hurting people? I just don't get it. No, and you know what? You've always been really good at being apologetic to me. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was... You know, an issue. I'm, yeah, I'm not. You've a, always been. Never been afraid to admit that I was wrong and never too proud or too, you know, much of a he-man to say I'm sorry, I Might guess. Might take a second. But, Maybe, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, correct. So I want to move off of that. But if you're filled with hate, I hope that one day you find love. That yeah. you don't have to hate. Yeah. So that's what I do. Okay. Anything else you wanted to say on that? No, I don't think so. Okay. So last week we talked about cults. Cults, yes. And I got some listeners' emails about that. I got a lot of listener emails this week. Cool. And I got a listener email that wanted to add a couple cults. Okay. And one was Peloton. Oh, I I could see that. And apparently, like, look at me. I am not working (laughs) out. I am not doing Peloton. And I am definitely not either. (laughs) So, um, apparently, like, there's this whole cultic thing with the different, like, fitness instructors and stuff like that. Well, I think that's with a lot of regular gyms and that, too. I think they're pressured into certain things. It's kind of like Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or any of that stuff. Yeah, they push you and push you and push you. Oh, yeah, Weight Watchers. There we go with another one. There's another one. one. See? Yeah. Pull that out of my hand. There you go. Um, And the other one someone mentioned was, uh, now I'm drawing a blank what it was. I just completely lost it in my head. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Well, they, oh, no, LuLaRoe. LuLaRoe, so yeah. So there was a documentary on LuLaRoe. There was. And I was one of those that made them very wealthy because I you, love leggings. Yeah, you bought quite a few leggings. I can remember that. And just for, you know, fashion purposes, I always wore tunics. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the whole big joke is not everybody should be wearing leggings. 
And they pushed their people to sell, sell, sell. Oh, and they did. I got pushed so to the people join. At the, the people at the top would be making more money because they would distribute to the people below them. It's almost like a pyramid type it thing. Is. Except you had something in your hand. I did not join it, by the way. No. I did. I, I'm just not a salesperson like no, that. No, no, I agree. So we had said, or I had said that we thought Playboy, or people had thought Playboy was a cult, and you I stood said, up. no, right, because, you know, when I was a, a young teen, you know, reading Playboy was a rite of passage. I mean, I had, I, in fact, I collected Playboys way back in the day. I don't have them now. I but, think your era did. Yeah, it was a different world then, too, and Playboys were really pretty tame. And I know there's a big joke where they say, well, you know, I got Playboy just for the reading. There were some great stories and great writers and interviews in the magazine. So it wasn't all just... Your mom was almost a playmate. She actually was. Back when it started out in the first few years, she was dating Dwight Hooker, I guess in Chicago, who ended up being the chief photographer years later for Playboy. But he was just starting out in those days. And yeah. Uh, you could have been. I could have been the, the, the son of a playmate. <laughs> Boy. And, and trust me, surprised that I'm not. Yeah, your you know. mom was a looker, she, though. Maybe she was a looker, but she, she was also a looker. I don't get it. I don't she get it. Was, she was a wild one. I said that before on here, that she was a real floozy. But You're going to be slapped from the afterlife. Yeah, she's, she's gone doing. now, so God rest her soul. But yeah, she was a wildcat. But you saw it. something, in, and it made you change your mind, that it was well, ugly. Well, there's a show, I guess it's on A&E, I believe, and I was just flipping channels. And it's kind of an expose. I think there's four or five episodes on the the whole thing about Playboy. And I guess it was pretty crazy, the whole nine yards. And half, although I thought he was, you know, the, I don't know, the kingpin of <laughs> of cool back in the day with his silk pajamas and his jacket. Yeah, that was and his creepy, pipe. but okay. Well, the whole thing, yeah. But, I mean, you know, he's the one that brought that on for the whole sexual revolution. And... You know, we, we all looked up to him back in the 70s as kids. But, yeah, I guess he was pretty crazy. Obviously, he's not here now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, himself, a lot but... of weird, wild things. And, actually, I was just flipping channels and this thing came on. I watched five or ten minutes of it, and I just couldn't watch any more of it. I had to flip the channel again. It was just so, too Yeah, dark. it was just too weird. Yeah. Weird. So, I proved my point that it was cultic. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. So, we got a letter from a listener. Okay. So, this was her situation. She thought that maybe you and I could give some insight. Insight. And it kind of had something to do with another topic I was going to bring up. Okay. And that is red flags. Red flags. Red flags and dating. Ding, ding, ding. So, her predicament was she decided to get on an online app. She's middle-aged. She's mm -hmm. like 40s, 50s. She got on an online map. She went out app. She went on a date with someone that she met on there who okay. seemed really nice, but she didn't have a spark. There was there was just not a spark. It was just and like you said, a free dinner. He seemed to really they went out for coffee. Oh. Okay. But he seemed to really like her and okay. was really like, 
I'd like to see you again. So the politeness in her, she went, yeah, maybe, or, you know, or we'll try yeah. or get back with me. Or, yeah, I'll give you a call. Don't give me a call. I'll give you a call. Whatever. It's not you. It's me. Okay. So he ended up calling her the next day Ooh. and said, I'd really like to see you again. Hmm. And she ignored the call. Uh-oh. And so her predicament is... Do you get that spark on the first date? Should you give a second try? Or should you just say, let's move on and don't give the guy any hope? She was a little bit, the way that he made it sound like was that he wanted some hanky-panky. Like, he was a little desperate, maybe? If, well, to, does that Ex- sound desperate? High expectations. Maybe, yeah, I guess if he keeps trying. Or lonely. Maybe he's just lonely. And, and, and it could be too, but, you know, obviously there's a lot of fish in the sea. There's a lot of people, I think, on those dating sites. There's a lot of different dating sites, for that matter. Um, If there was no spark, I mean, you're going to know if you're going to want to be with someone. And I don't mean romantically. I mean, just even hanging with, having conversation. being a friend. Yeah, just anything. I mean, there's... I had a lot of, of females of the opposite sex that... I was good friends with, and I didn't want anything more than that. And there's a lot of times where they wanted more, and it kind of just broke the friendship. But, yeah, I, if, if it's not there, you're going to kind of know. I think so, too. I mean, you're going to have a feeling. I, you have to. I think so. I, I don't think that you should do a pity date. No. You know, because I think that just, you dig deeper into... And you kind of lead the other person on. I mean, if she went out for a second date with this guy, he's going to think she's going to want more or, you know, she's really interested in him. And she's would have been leading him on, I think, more than anything else. So we haven't dated for Forever. 17-something yeah. years, 20 years. Okay. And it's like, I am a little out of this field. True. So... I don't know what expectations are in, especially dating in a pandemic. <laughs> I think it's more like, than a handshake at night. But could you go get a COVID test first? I, wow. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like, even think about that. So, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot. Yeah. You know, true, things true. have changed a lot. Yeah, the world is a lot different. And this is even before the whole COVID thing. So my... My take, I think we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. My take is if you don't feel it, you don't feel it. And it's not doesn't necessarily have to be love at first sight. Right, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even necessarily need to be a spark. But you're going to want to know if you want to see this person again or hang out with them or even talk to them. I mean, they, they might be nice. It might have been polite. Everything might have been great. But if she wasn't feeling it. I mean, if you get a text or an email from this person and you go, oh. Yeah, there we like, go again. Yeah, that, your intuition is buzzing. Yeah, definitely. Or hit, you know, ignore on the phone or, or whatever. We met on a blind date. Yes, we did. And I was very polite and I sent you an email. <laughs> she was, yep. Very I polite. was not just, you were going to say I was just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was not, but I was like, thank you. That was nice. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Swingers? With yes. Vince Vaughn, you, it's one where of your it was favorite. the whole thing, yeah, they went on a date, and it was like, okay, you've got a rule, it's like three day date, or, yeah, you know, you had to wait three days before you call them or right. whatnot. Were you going by that? Rule? Well, I've never gone by that rule a day in my life, right. but it was great in the movie. But yeah, if you're not feeling it, you don't know. I mean, I wouldn't call. Well, I guess I could call the next day, but I wouldn't call later on that night, or you know, drive by the house eight times, or. You kind of did. Well, yeah, because <laughs> strangely enough, 
<laughs> in my first life, uh, we I lived on the same street that you were staying on at that time, so it was kind of weird. Oh my gosh, but I was living in. It was a bad place. It was a very bad place, and it wasn't much better. My next years door neighbor was. They had a meth lab in the basement. It was it crazy. It was really bad. It was a desperate situation, and I just needed a place to live for temporarily. Right. But you loved me anyway. That's true. It wasn't your fault because you were there because you were waiting for a house it to was be a ready mess. to go. And yeah. You had to stay somewhere. Yeah, and I had to stay where the kids kind of were going to school, and uh, I was working. It was, I, it was a mess. And I had been divorced at that time for a long time, so I was dropping my kids off at their mother's. Which was right near. It's so strange. So yeah, I did drive down there. <laughs> you at did night. drive by me. A lot of snow. I didn't know which house she lived in. Good I was, thing I wasn't dating anybody else. You're lucky, yeah, because I'd been knocking on the door like, "Hello," but no, I wasn't <laughs> going to do that. But I did drive down the street. So what? What do you think the biggest red flag, like if you're dating, is like? What would be your biggest red flag? Oh, uh, at our age. At our age. At like, say I, we had to date right now. I guess if the other person, you know, was too forward or pushy, bossy. Okay. That's another huge turn off. Or if they had high expectations that something was going to happen. I mean, not that something doesn't have to happen or, or could not happen. Yeah, if I don't smart. think it should, but right. Um I think mine is the phone. If the person's staring at their phone, oh yeah, that means they're ignoring you. Yeah, the that, whole that's thing. gonna be that's gonna be a cycle that continues. And and we have a weird thing even when we go out to dinner with our friends and that. If we're in a place in a restaurant and they have TVs and the conversation's going and it's like oh whatever, a lot of times I'll catch myself staring at the TV. I might not be able to hear what's going on or know what's going on, but for some reason my ADD kicks in. So it wasn't that, you know, it's not that I'm trying to be rude, rude or anything. It's just, that's what happens with me. But you're right. Looking at your phone, I would never pull the phone out. No. Um, you know, read the newspaper, whatever. <laughs> the only thing I'm reading is a menu. But, yeah. I had a first date with Trump. Oh, my gosh. I think I've told you this. Probably. I, it was a first date. We were meeting at an Italian restaurant in Ann Arbor. Ooh. The guy, <laughs> we met somewhere and we drove there. So, like, my car was, like, in a parking lot somewhere. Mm. And the, the we walk in, the guy was nothing like what I thought he was going to be. Right. And, and the waitress, he went to the restroom and the waitress pulls me aside, <laughs> like, in the kitchen. I told you this before, right? <laughs> and she goes... How long have you known one another? And I'm like, this is our first date. And she goes, he's going to propose to you tonight. <laughs> and I go, do, do, you, do you have the wrong person? Like, we <sighs> just met. And she's like, no, he's got like a violinist all set up. There's rose petals at your booth. Like, there's a whole thing. Wow. And she's, she's like, um, I am going to call you a cab. And you are going to leave out the kitchen door. Mm. I mean, that is what happened. <laughs> wow. And this guy stalked me and 
It was not good at all. I wouldn't think so. That's, that is pretty crazy. And I mean, I, I came back and I'm like, I had, I lied. I'm like, I had an emergency and I had to leave really fast and I'm so sorry. And I just didn't feel the vibe. So I, I did lie. <laughs> I don't, I Funny. don't like hurting people's feelings, but I, oh my gosh, how awkward would that have been? Well, because you were parked in another parking lot and they picked you up and drove you, think you're at his mercy. Never yeah. again. No, that Never wouldn't be again. good. When we met, we, we separate cars, separate met, cars. met in a restaurant first time yep. we met, uh, although to kind of contradict everything i knew i hadn't dated for a long 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 time before you and i went out you were going to propose to me on our first date i was date? not going to propose to you but <laughs> but i knew right then that i was going to marry you we Aww. were going to be married strangely enough otherwise i wouldn't have gone out with you strange isn't that weird it is i know you tell me this all the time but it's true and i believe you and i wouldn't have gone out because i hadn't been dating or anything and when i was divorced uh I more or less just concentrated on the kids and, you know, I had to take care of them. And at this point, they were, you know, a little older. They were in middle school and whatnot. So I figured, well, okay, I guess it's time that I can go out now and do whatnot. But, yeah, I knew that otherwise, strangely enough. Now, I wasn't going to tell you that, and it was gonna be, I wasn't going to propose on the first date. <laughs> no violinist or No, I didn't have that lined up. No, no. But I did know that we were going to end up getting married. It was weird because we we met, like, I don't know, like our fourth or fifth date, we let the kids meet one another, which was crazy because I would have never done that unless I knew it was going to be forever. Yeah. And we went to Big Boy. Mm-hmm. And Molly, who's your youngest, looked at me, looked at you and said, she's not your type. <laughs> yeah. I think she had high hopes that I was going to get back with her mother, which was never going yeah, to happen. Yeah, Molly trying to on. ruin our wedding. Try, <laughs> trying to, yeah, grasp at straws there. You know, and she was young at that point. But, yeah, uh, they were excited, though, that yeah. you know I was going out and that this whole thing was happening. Yeah, on the wedding day, just to continue that story, because Chuck, I kept saying, Molly's trying to break us up. And Chuck's like, <laughs> no, she's not. Like, she's the sweetest It, was, it wasn't going to happen ever. anyway, but. I go to get my hair done. And I come back, and my kids were still, like, young. And they really weren't left alone at that time. Right. But they were left alone. Mm-hmm. And I go, where is Chuck? And they said, Molly got hurt and she's at the emergency room. She was at we had like care. three hours to go until the wedding. And I'm like, what? So she, quote, sprained her ankle. Yes. And had to call her mom and her dad. <laughs> so I had to see her mother on my now wedding day. So yeah, that was a, oh my god, wasn't a great omen. But so yeah, the wedding, funny. she's in crutches and yeah. like her ankles all wrapped up. But she apologized later for all of that. Here we are. Yeah, and then she had her wedding. This didn't our year. dog? Didn't our husky drink or have a? Bottle, bottle of, of blood pressure blood medicine. Blood pressure medicine swallowed those and didn't die the same day, wasn't it? The same day. Yeah, so. Yeah, that morning. Crazy stuff. Yeah, it, and here we are. And here we are. 15 years later. It's crazy. <sighs> so. Yes. Quick before we end this podcast. All right. What game show would you want to be on if you could go on a game show? Oh my gosh, the dating game. No, I would never want to be on that. Although I would probably ask good questions. Uh, 
<laughs> Charles. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, my favorite game show probably of all time was the $100,000 Pyramid, which was, I think, the $10,000 Pyramid when I was much, much, much younger. Yeah, but inflation and everything. Right. I don't know if I could do it now. I mean, I'd like to say Jeopardy because I get some of the answers right. Uh, we would be really good on Wheel of Fortune because we're good at the whole Wordle thing. It's I, true. I, I will say, I'm, I'm just going to say $100,000 Pyramid. A lot of the games are silly. A lot of the games are I crazy. I could be on like one of those like Ellen games. Oh, no, not when you got to do crazy you, things yeah. and people get hurt. No, no. And I couldn't be on The Price is Right. God bless Drew Carey. I love him, but I couldn't be jumping up and down and being the whole rah, rah, rah like they like. If you don't do that, they don't call your name. You kind of so. have to do that on Wheel of Fortune, too. To a certain Not extent. Clap the, the hands, big money. They don't do Let's that so much. Let's make a deal. But Let's make a deal. I, you know what? I don't watch that anymore, but I did like it you as a You don't want to dress up as something crazy? I don't even know. Do they still do that? I don't even know. I, I think so. I don't so. watch it. Um... Yeah, I do. I want to do something that you've got a chance to make a whole lot of money. Some of these game shows, you only make like 15 grand if you win the big prize. And it's like, what the heck is that? What's the sense? I don't, I do Wheel of Fortune. I, I, it's easy to say that when you're sitting in front of a television set because yeah. it seems easier than when you're under the lights. I, I, I am not smart enough for Jeopardy. I'm good here on the couch, but I know that there's no way. That I would get it. Match game, that would be kind of fun because they're all drunk up there anyway. Oh, I do good on match game. But I think I do good on match game. Yeah, I do good on I match. think they kind of want you to be stupid on that too, but. And I think a lot of them, like not Jeopardy or Real of Fortune, but they they give you drinks and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. they, they Yeah. It's kind of like going on Springer. They just yeah. liquor you up in the green room and then throw you to the wolves. Right. But yeah. We've been in a lot of green rooms, and I've never had that. No, I haven't either. In fact, you were on one of the TV shows. I stayed in the green room, and there was nothing to drink whatsoever. I was no. kind of disappointed. Yeah, you have a bottle of water or something. Oh, yeah, here. Have Ricky Lake, here's a bottle here's, of water. Here's a bottle of water. Something like that. No, mm. I think, so you're going on? I guess a $100,000 pyramid, although I, don't, I think I would buckle under the pressure being in the pyramid itself. It's funny because I always tell the kids, now if we ever go on a game show, this is my favorite food and this is my... But there's no game show that's really, that does that. It's like the newlywed game, you know, yeah. to be on that. But if we get the answers wrong, then you're starting you to fight stupid. on the way home. Yeah. yeah. What are they married for? They're not getting it together. They're not we were, getting it right. We were doing that the other day because it's like, well, what would you say my favorite, you know, food is? Yeah. And I don't think I really have a favorite food. No, and I have too many choices. And you have too many choices, so I don't know. Tacos, pizza, onion rings, yeah, stuff that... I'd have the heart... We'd have to really be talking about it beforehand. There was always a joke if we were ever on Family Feud. We were trying to figure out who were the smartest people that we were related to would go on the show and which ones were definitely not going on the show. Because there's five of us, I'm right? not going to mention any names. And there's six of us in our family. Yeah. So one person... Well, sometimes they do, like, you know, extend it. Like, here's my cousin or here's my uncle or whatever. So, so we're not we even that. choosing our children? Is that what you're saying? I don't think we do too badly with our children, but... No, I don't... I think we do well with our children. It depends what the question is. It's true. If it was, like, a geography question, 
I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. Not. The whole thing. I I don't know. We did used to joke that. We used to say. Yeah, okay. This one's going on <laughs> Family Feud. If we're ever on Family Feud, so-and-so is going to be with us. Yeah. That's so terrible that we pit our children dependent upon what game show they I could come I think I do us. pretty well with a $100,000 pyramid. It depends who the quote-unquote celebrity is sitting across me. I'd be great giving the clues, you know, in the pyramid. I would not be very good if I was sitting there receiving the clues. We played this game called Heads Up, which is similar to that. Yeah. And say the clue was pizza, and you'd have to be like pepperoni. Pepperoni. Whatever. Jeez. I yeah. wasn't drinking, but I'd be like, it tastes like pizza. Apparently, I'm not smart enough for that either. <laughs> My friends are like, Christy, what is wrong with you? I don't get it. I No. We weren't partners either. No. So that was probably a smart that thing. Probably. Yeah. Although I think if we were partners, we would have been kind of on the same wavelength. I it's think, true. Like. Yeah. If we were, if there was like Yahtzee, professional Yahtzee. There you go. We would do really well. There probably was at one time. Probably. So, have you ever been told you look like a famous person? Mm, yeah, George Clooney. <laughs> We've actually met George Clooney, and I've seen <laughs> you guys side I, by side. I didn't look like him. Boy, well, I couldn't tell you two apart. I could. I'm, he's short. Though. I'm telling you. Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, if they ever do my life story, uh, he's going to play me. But okay. that's a whole other story. I, I don't really. They used to say you looked like Tom Cruise when you were a little when yeah, you were younger. Maybe I did. I don't really Someone once told me I looked like Steve Perry. I, I took that as an insult. But oh, because you had long hair. Uh, yeah, I guess. Great yeah. voice, but. You don't have the same nose. Nothing to look at. Um, Sorry, Steve. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm always told I look like young Shirley MacLaine all the time. Yeah, I, and I, I get that. And I sometimes maybe see now, it. But also, and again, with old actress Anne Sheridan. Yeah. Which we won't get into right now, but. She's pretty. That hit well, the nail I'll take, on head. I'll take that. Yeah. I used to say, when I was younger, I had blonde hair, and I look like Nina from All My Children, Francis something. I don't know. I, I used to be no told idea. that I look like her. No idea. Luke and Lil, Laura. Oh, Jeannie Francis. Yeah, Jeannie Francis. Yeah. See, I got the trivia down, good. baby. Whoa. I didn't even watch the show. So let us know who people say you look like. Because <laughs> apparently we really don't look like anybody famous. I guess not. It's probably why we're not famous, Good maybe. for them and bad for us. Uh, so we are sending you our love. Hope that anyone that is in... This crazy weather, whether it's snow, tornadoes, even sunshine, we wish you love. It's pure Michigan, baby. Yep. Yeah. We've had all four seasons today. <laughs> Pretty much so. Been fun. My name's Christy. Thanks for listening. I'm Chuck. I believe in you. Adios. Peace. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.